Well, good morning. How's everybody? Wow. Woo. Whoa. Everybody's excited this morning. Whoa. That was a big one. I like it. Um, you guys are ready to go then this morning. All right. I like it. That's awesome. Colossians chapter 3 is where we're going to be um, continuing this morning. Colossians chapter 3. Um, I, I remember... I remember as a dad, I remember the moment the doctor put my firstborn child into my arms. Um, she's here with me this morning, and so you guys know Hannah. And I remember the moment that God, or that the, the doctor, well, it is a responsibility from God, but the doctor placed that little tiny human being into my arms, and I had this sense of awe, and I just was, I mean, Parents, you remember the moment that the baby was put in? You're just like, wow. Like the sense of awe and the sense of wonder and the sense of just absolute terror. <laughs> I was amazed and I was terrified at the same time. I was in my early 20s. And looking back at it, I absolutely had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing with a child. I had zero clue. And I remember taking that afternoon after the, after the baby was born and all the, all the crazy had just subsided. I remembered going out and I just drove home and I, on my drive home and I just was thinking to myself, I just prayed, I said, God, please give me wisdom because I don't know what, God, please help. Please help. I want my kids to look at me and, and, and just think I'm awesome. God, please help. Please help. I don't want them to look at me and think I'm an idiot. Golly, I just, I, was, I want my kids to think I'm amazing. I want my, if, I just, please God, help me to be a godly dad. Help me to be a father that, that leads well. Help me to be a father that, that, that teaches them who you are. And I just, that was one of the first things I remember. And I also remember in my mind having the expectations of what would happen with a kid. How many of you guys as parents had expectations? We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And some of those expectations really came out and were like, yes. And then some of the expectations were like, that was not, I didn't know that was coming. Ooh. Like when I was, I mean, when, when my kids were little, like there were certain things like, projectile diarrhea like I didn't I was not expecting that I was like wow that, I'm not even angry you got that in your hair that was impressive like that wow but I mean what I remember one of the times um, one of the things that I just I wasn't expecting one morning I got up early and I was cleaning out from under my sink and I pulled out all the stuff from under the sink and Hannah had this obsession with spray bottles and had water and she would always spray water in her mouth. She just loved to do that. And so that was just a little thing that she did. And I was under there working. I wasn't paying attention. I had pulled the bug poison out. And it had one of those handles on it. And I, I looked over and I, it was like slow No. I couldn't get to her fast enough. And she would sprayed it into her mouth. It immediately went to projectile vomiting. So I just picked her up and I held her over the sink. And just, I was like, I don't know what to do. So I grabbed her and the, the, the bug. I had sense to grab the poison and her, put her in the car seat. I didn't know you could go 95 down, I'm in Bartlesville, so 95 miles an hour down Frank Phillips Boulevard in a little, little sports car. I mean, I was flying. And my daughter's in the back going, wee. 
as we're going, and I'm like, can't be that bad. She's got her hands up. Okay, it can't be bad. So I pull in, and immediately, if you have problems in the, in the ER, I thought to myself, I'm not waiting. So I run in. They will immediately take you to the back if you run in and scream, my daughter has drank bug poison. Someone help. <laughs> they immediately, with no, no paperwork filled out, nothing. Like, I went right in. Immediately got in. And thank God it was the only poison on the market at the time that if a child ingests it, all they do is throw up. I was like, thank you, Lord. That's awesome. So that, like, this is just one of those expectations that I, as a father, I thought, and never thought when, I, when the doctor said, here's this little baby that one day you're going to have a kid that's going to throw up in your arms because they drank bug poison. You're never, you know, there's certain expectations like the kids running through the house and the pitter-powder of little feet. That's the expectation that I was looking forward to. And there's just so many things as a parent that I look back and I'm just like, that God gave me the responsibility for four human beings is absolutely stunning. Because I can barely take care of myself. Ask my wife. But one of the things I did expect, and I'll never forget, was every one of my children sitting in the dark in their rooms, rocking them. And as I rocked them, every one of my kids heard this. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word. And I would sit and I would sing over them at night as I'd feed them their bottles and I'd rock them and I'd feed them and I'd pray with them. I'd just say, God, please make this a warrior for you. Make this little girl a warrior. Make this little boy a warrior for you, God. I put them in your hands. God, I want you to use them. I want you to make much of them. I want them to make much of you. God, please take them and use them for your glory. God, please. And I just would rock and I would sing and I would pray. I would rock and I would sing, and I would pray. And these were moments that, as the path as I've journeyed through with my kids, I've got three teenagers now, one's graduated high school, I'll I'll never forget those small moments. And I'll cherish them to the day I die. But the scripture tells us that one of the signs of the last days is that children will be disobedient to parents in 2 Timothy chapter 3. That's one of the expe- that's one of the one of the the things that we'll see in the scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3 it tells us but understand this in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of selves and lovers of money proud arrogant and disobedient to parents proud and arrogant and disobedient to parents and, and we we see this on the news almost on a regular basis where children are completely out of control. Social media shows it. Uh, kids whipping up on other kids on buses and they videotape and laugh and they think it's hilarious. And, and uh, adults literally stand by and say, I don't know what to do. And, and this is a sign of the day we live in. And children, they're brazenly disobedient to their parents. They tell their parents, like I have heard children say things to parents that if my, if my dad ever heard me say that to him, it wouldn't have just been an open hand slap. It would have been a full-fledged fist to the mouth. Can I get an amen? If, if, I had, if there are certain things that children say today to their parents that wouldn't have happened 30 years ago, 40 years ago, there would have been a complete beatdown. There wouldn't have been, oh, time out, take some time out, go sit in the corner and think about it. There was no such thing. Like, there's a reason we have the problems we have with children today. 
is because there has not been there's been a disobedience to, there's been disobedience that's been allowed to run through the run rampant through our houses. I, I, I'll never forget I went and I was a substitute I've told some of you in this room this story I was a substitute teacher for a short period of time. And I was filling out my paperwork and I got ready for the day and the door just swung open and it hit the back wall and just a big boom it hit and I would just, I turned, I jumped and this kid comes boiling through the door with the female principal and the mom right behind and they're going, baby, please don't do this, please, sweetheart, please. And the boy turns around and grabs mom by the throat and pins her to the wall and calls her a really nasty name. To which I just go, hey! And he goes, he jumped and he just jerked and I said if you were my son you would never treat a woman like that and they said Mr. Gordon you need to calm down I need to calm down I need to calm down and I just they said well Mr. Gordon you seem a little angry I said oh I'm calm compared to what I want to be a man should never do that to a woman especially his own mother But we live in a generation that has not really seen the desire or the need to discipline our children. We just sort of kind of, we have this idea that we just let them do what they want. We let little Johnny get to saw and he saws the leg. Instead Instead of disciplining him, we give him instructions on how to cut the leg off the table better. We don't tell him how to, we don't discipline them. We'd show them how to, how to do it better. And honestly, I'll tell you, the reason that children are continually disobedient, uh, continuing in disobedience is because they're allowed to. They're allowed to be disobedient. I hear parents all the time say, man, I just don't know what to do with little britches. I don't know what to do with him. Even in, in my day, in my day when I was growing up, my mom and dad never said, man, I, never know. I don't know what to do with Caleb. I just don't know what to do. With him. My dad always knew what to do with me. And it usually involved a belt, typically. And I'm fine. There's no problems with me. I just got this nervous tick that occasionally. I got no problems. I'll never forget. My dad was teaching. My dad's a pastor. My dad was teaching on the Tower of Babel one Sunday. And I decided I was over in a, this side of the, of the church that we were in. And it was a, they had a cement floor. And it wasn't, I mean, it was echoey, real bad echoey. And I was building the Tower of Babel with hymnals. I was being an illustration. I was doing the illustration for Dad. And I was building this up. I was building it up. And Dad looked at me and said, Son, you need to quit that. The church, we were in about 12 people. And four of them were my, my family. So not very many. Dad just said, Son, you need to quit that. Stop, stop doing that. Well, I didn't listen to Dad. I wanted to build the tower. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. So I kept building it. I kept building it. Well, if you remember the story of the Tower of Babel, things went bad there. Well, it went bad that morning too. The, the, the hymns fell in the midst of Dad's sermon. And it crashed and it echoed. And Dad just he didn't miss a beat. He goes, Sister Irma, who was the, lead, the, sing, the song leader at the time, she goes, Sister Irma, would you come up and lead us in a song? Went right down off the platform, grabbed me, and took me out back to the bathroom outside. I knew it was coming. Like, I, I was coming. I got a new dad. I brazenly disobeyed my father. But here's what I want to tell you. My dad was not just that abuse. Like, just didn't beat me. Dad always had a conversation with me. He said, son, I need you to understand what you're doing, what you did. You were disobedient to me. And you broke 
God's law. The scripture gives us a very explicit, and it would always teach, and dad would teach for, it felt like hours to me. And I'm like, dad, just whip me and get it over with. Let's go. I want to go play. But man, he would just, he would work with me, and he would talk to me about the gospel through this thing. He would teach He would teach. My parents never were afraid to discipline me. They always pointed me back to the gospel when they did discipline me, me, though. So when the scripture says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 20, it says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. This is what we should be doing as parents, is presenting our children with the good news of Jesus Christ in our discipline. Now, are we perfect in our discipline? No, but this is the goal is to teach our children about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the scripture teaches in Hebrews that God disciplines those he loves. You say, well, my mom and dad never, God never disciplines me, but it could be that you're not his kid. If I'm in, if I'm in Walmart and I see a kid throwing a fit on the floor and it's not my kid, I just walk by and say, man, that's a shame. But if it's my kid throwing a fit, I'm going to discipline my kid because I love them. Any parent who does not discipline their child and says that because they, oh, I don't want to discipline little Johnny because if I do, I just love him too much. Bull, you do not eat, you love yourself, you don't love your kid. If you love your kid, you discipline them. It is a, it is, children cry out for boundaries. They want boundaries. They want, and I know they won't tell you this, but they'll, the, the, the innate desire of a child is that they'll feel safe. They want to feel safe. And discipline, biblical, I didn't say abuse. I said biblical discipline shows that there's true love. I'll never forget my dad. I had done something. It, it deserved a spanking. But my dad, he came in. And I, I thought, man, I'm going to get it. I am going to get it. Oh, it's going to be bad. And dad walked in and he handed me the paddle. And I was like, uh, what is this game? So he hands me the paddle and he says, son, I am going to take your spanking. I said, what? You're going to spank me. I'm the one that did bad. I'm the one that was, I did, I was wrong. I was wrong. He goes, I know you were wrong, but this is what Jesus did for you. Jesus stepped in and he took your punishment, just like I'm going to take your punishment. You're going to spank me. And I remember the tears began to flow from my eyes. I said, Dad, no, I don't. Like, I had really hurt my dad. I was like eight. And I was like, no, Dad, I, I deserve this. You need to spank me, Dad. I deserve it. I deserve it. He said, no, you're going to spank me. And I remember the tears flowed from my eyes as I just, I, I didn't want, I was just, oh my gosh, I don't want to hurt my dad. And like the whole idea was God did this for me because God loved me. He stepped in and he took my punishment. He stepped in and he took my, what I deserved. And so constantly my parents always showed me what it looked like to, to, to see and to follow and to love Jesus Christ. Now, were they, like I said, were they perfect? No. But this is why we have to have the power of the Holy Spirit to direct us. So in saying all this, Paul explains in Colossians 3 how children are to walk in the home. So last week we talked about marriage, what marriage is to look like in the home. This week we talk about discipline and how children are to live in the home. It says, children, obey your parents in everything for this is pleasing to the Lord. 
You see, God prescribed how children should walk out the authoritative structure of God's commands in the home when he handed down the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Listen to this. This is a, one of the Ten Commandments, one of the laws of God. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving to you. This is echoed again in Exodus, or I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 6, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Obey your parents, children, obey your parents, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, for this command, this is the first command that has a promise. So if you obey this command that God's laid out, there's a promise that comes along, it's attached to this command. If you obey it, there's a promise that's given to you. What is that promise? That you may it go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Like, guys, this is the promise from the Lord. If you obey and you honor your parents, you live a longer, better life. When you obey your parents, it's beneficial to you in your life on this earth. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 2 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. My son, do not forget my teaching But let your hearts keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life and peace. They will be added to you. My son, do not forget my teaching. This is the same idea. Honor your father and your mother. God has given you parents for a reason, kids. And that goes for all. How many of us in the room are kids? How many of us? How did you get here? All of us are kids. Honor, like God's given you a parent for a reason. And once again, remember last week I talked about this. God has given us the authoritative structure of the home for our protection and for our joy. I'll never forget, we had this chair. If you've ever been in our house, we have this bar that goes from our kitchen into our dining room or into our living room. And we used to have a chair that had this big oval, like, arm rest on it. And Austin, when he was little, he loved to try to, like, he would jump from the this footstool onto the the arm of that chair and launch himself out and fly and he loved to jump as far as he could but he would just he would run and just he'd just leap out and he'd jump off and i and i and his mother and i told him and said listen buddy you can't do that you're going to end up hurting yourself don't do that and austin looked at mom and i as if we were these evil ogres who wanted to steal his fun dad mom why like it's just fun It's like, son, you could get hurt. I'm not going to get hurt. I'm awesome. I'm invincible. That's what he thought. One day I'm at work and my phone rings and it's Jamie. She goes, we're on the way to the hospital. Austin split his knee to the bone. I find out later that afternoon that Jamie went as white as a sheet while they were getting stitches. And Austin's like, it was pretty cool, dad. Mom, I had to hold mom's hand because mom almost passed out. But you could see the bone, dad. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I said, and I looked at him, I said, dad, I said, did mom and dad tell you? We told you that if you, if you didn't, if you did it just right, you're going to hurt yourself. And he split his knee around the edge of that bar and cut it wide open. And I'll tell you, in my 40, almost 42 years of life, I have truly come to understand that my parents are some of the smartest human beings on the planet. 
My mom and dad were just smart when it came to understanding things. And man, at the time when I was 17, I thought my mom and dad were morons. I thought they were crazy. Like, there's no way. Like, you don't know, dad, you're out of touch. Look at you wearing your flannel. You know, yeah, that didn't work. You're not cool. You don't have your, your cool, awesome Reebok pumps on. Come on, dad. You don't know. That was a thing when I was a kid. They're not a thing anymore, but. But I've come to understand and find out that when I obey my parents, it's always gone well for me. When my parents have given me a, 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 a command, they said, don't do this or do this. And I just say, yes, sir. And I did what my parents told me to do. And I obeyed them and I honored them. I didn't just obey them. I, I honored them. I didn't go, fine, I'll do it. Stupid. Stupid. How many of you guys, your kids, you've ever obeyed your mom and dad, but when you, you obeyed them, you were like, fine, yeah, I'll do what you told me. That's not honoring your parents. You might be obeying them, but you're not honoring them. You're still rebelling in your heart. We don't want an outward behavior modification. We want you to have a joyful heart in doing the things that you do. The same idea. Jesus has the same idea. He wants you to have a joyful heart in what you do. Not just some sort of a, fine, I'll do what you say, God. That's not, God's not after your, he's not after your begrudging submission. He's after your heart. And I've realized that when I followed my parents' Commands my parents' wishes, it went well for me. And on the other side of the coin, when I didn't listen to my parents, like there's been, all, don't, don't let me stand up here and make you all think that I always listen to mom and dad because I didn't. And when I disobeyed my parents and went against their instructions, my life was worse off than it was before. Guys, go to Proverbs chapter 1. I want you to see this. Flip over to Proverbs chapter 1. It's in the middle of your Bible. At night I try to read a couple of Proverbs to my son before he goes to bed every night. And it's just, it's, uh, it's fun to do this. Let's listen to this. I'm going I'm to read for a little bit, so just bear with me. <clears throat> we'll start in verse 2. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand the words of insight, to receive instruction in the wise dealings, in the righteous justice of equality, to give prudence to the simple, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and let one who understands obtain guidance, understand a proverb of saying this. Now listen, I'm going to skip over to verse 8. Look at, listen to this. That's the beginning idea of this. My son... Your father's instructions do not forsake, and your mother's teaching do not forsake, for they are a graceful garland for your head. Now, guys, listen, listen, kids, I want you to hear this. We've got a ton of students in here. I want you to hear this. My, my son, you can go ahead and put daughter in there if you want. My son, your father's instructions. Do not forsake, and your mother's teachings do not forsake, for they are a graceful garland for your head and a pendant around your neck. My son, if sinners entice you to do, I'm sorry, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait to shed blood. 
Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive. And the and whole and let them swallow us and let the, let us swallow them whole like those who have gone down into the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall find our houses or their houses and will plunder. We'll throw in your lots among them. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the ways of them. So this is a proverb saying, listen, my son, parents have been given to you for a reason. When some punk kid comes along to you and says, hey man, let's go do this. Let's go, hey, you know what? Let's go knock off that store. Hey, you know what I saw in, in my buddy's mom's house? She's got some money stashed away in that, in that, in that cupboard. Let's go grab, man, we need some cash. Let's go, do, let's go. Man, I never have liked that kid. Let's wait for him. Let's beat him up. Let's beat that kid up. When these... When you, get out, when you get around other kids, and I, I posted this on my Facebook, I said, whenever you get, whoever you hang out with, that's eventually the lifestyle that you're going to obtain. That's who you're going to follow. Whoever you hang out with is who you will become. And if you're hanging out with men and women that are teaching you to do these kind of shady things, you'll become a shady individual. So the Bible says, son, do not forsake the instruction of your parents. They're given to you. Those instructions are given to you as a garland on your head a piece of beauty or a pendant around your neck. Wow. Do not do this. Do not follow them. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain and it takes away the life of the possessor. Wow. He says, don't don't allow this. Don't do this. Don't follow those instructions. Don't, don't listen to those people. God has a creative design here. And when he sets up these mandates, it will bring in the long run, it will cause a blessing on your life. Not harm. When you follow the instructions of your parents, you say, listen, mom and dad said this is what I need to do. My mom and dad had instructions for me. They said, You can go out at night, but you need to be home by 10 o'clock. Now, did I want to stay out past 10? Absolutely. But but dad, all my friends are staying out till midnight. My dad always, you know what my dad's response was? Nothing good happens after 10 o'clock. Andy's laughing. I I bet Ken said the same thing to you at some point. Uh, Okay, that's what I thought. Nothing nothing happens good after 10 o'clock. And if you talk to anybody that's in law enforcement, I guarantee Steve could say, there's there's shady stuff that happens after 10 o'clock. I mean, you see see the worst of humanity. I mean, you see the worst stuff, right? Yeah, typically, yeah. There's not, like when my parents said, be home at 10 o'clock. I didn't want to, but I, you know what? My desire was to honor my mom and dad. So I followed their instructions. Now, my brother on the other hand, I found out years later that, he he had a 10 o'clock curfew too, but I found out years later that my mother went out and turned off the light outside of his little apartment at my parents' house because you knew when you came in, that was when you come in, turn the light off so I know you're home. 
I found out years later that my dad, my mother snuck out and let my brother, my brother didn't come home until like 2 o'clock in the morning. And man, he, he tells the story. He, he wished he had listened to mom and dad. He's got it. He did some things that were never, like he should, he should be in prison. And he'll tell you that. He'll tell you that. But man, this, God's given you parents for a reason. You've been given parents for a reason. If you're not obeying them, listen to me. You're not just disobeying your parents. The Ten Commandments, that's the Ten Laws of God. The Ten Basic Elementary Rules of God. If you're breaking, one, if you're breaking the... Honor your father and mother. If you're breaking that command, you're not just disobeying your parents. You're disobeying the God of the universe and you'll have Him to answer to. You'll have him to answer. So, well, my mom and dad are crazy. Well, God put them in your life for a reason. You needed some crazy. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it, it goes better for you if you follow God's commands. God's given you parents for a reason, and it's for your protection, and it's for your joy. And so I, I want to challenge us this morning... To, to follow after the commands of God that he's laid out through the authoritative structure and that this is this, to honor, to obey your parents. The scripture says in Colossians chapter 3, obey your parents in all things. And so I immediately have had kids tell me, well, what about my parents that want me to do illegal things? Well, here's what you, you can still respect them but there's, that's the time when you can say, listen, I need to involve someone else. I need to involve someone else. Reach out to a grandparent, an authoritative structure, a person, authority. If mom and dad are disobeying God's laws, you, you obey God's laws. When God, if, if your parent says, this is what you're going to do this, smuggle my drugs, for whatever, I don't know. That happens. You you still respect them and love them, but you, you involve someone else. But I'm going to tell you, in this room, I don't think there's anybody in this room that's, hey, I need you to smuggle my drugs. It's, hey, go clean your room. Hey, treat your, your, your sister with respect. Hey, treat your brother with respect. And if you're, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, you're disobeying not only your parents, but you're also disobeying God. So he says, my son, do not forget my teachings, but let your heart keep the commands for the length of days and years in your life and the peace that you'll have. Can I get an amen from any kids? When you obey your kids, is there peace in your home? When you disobey your parents, is there not peace in your home? <laughs> it goes, right? So that, I mean, this is the command. You say, okay, well, what do I do? If you're, if, you're, if you're here and you're a kid and you've disobeyed your parents, here's what I want you to do. Here's how, listen, this is, your, this is your challenge from your pastor. Find your mom. Find your dad. Say, mom, dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I disobeyed you. I'm sorry I was mouthy to you. I'm sorry I lipped off to you. I'm sorry I was mean. Will you please forgive me? And guess what? I guarantee your parents aren't going to go, nope, I'm not forgiving you. <laughs> I, Steve's over there smart I, Tyler is that oh alright 
Find your parents. And, and, and here's the, if you're old, listen, this is for older kids too. If you've been cranky and mean to your parents, make a phone call. Tell them you're sorry. Because there's going to come a day you're not going to be able to make a phone call. Amen? I know that now. God, I wish I could call my mom and say, I'm sorry for being a bonehead. There's coming a day when that won't happen. If you're here, you have, if you've not, if you had a discord with a parent, make it right. Obey, honor them. They may not, they may have been wrong, but you can still honor them. You can still respect them. You can still love them because that's the command of God is to love your parents and to honor them. That's the command. Yeah. All right. Next week we talk to dads. But I want us to understand that God is in the business. Like he's a, like we sang it this morning. That's the reason I wanted to sing that song. Because God, like he's the perfect father. And I know sometimes maybe parents aren't perfect kids. My kids are here to tell you we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But when we seek the Holy Spirit, when we, when we implore the God of the universe to work in our hearts and our lives, that's when it happens. And here's what I'll, here's what I'll say to parents. Moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, you can invest in your children's lives. You can pray for them. Let, let your kids know that you're praying for them. Take time to pray with them today. Let them know that you care about them. Let them know that you're praying for them. Let them know. Read, like open up the Bible. Like I do with Noah. And I I open up and I read the Proverbs with my son. And I I go over these things and I say, okay, Bubba, you hear it? And it's not always perfect, but we'll read through. I never, we'll never miss a night where we read. And if if I try to skip out and I'm tired, and I try to skip out and read the scriptures, you know what? Noah holds my feet to the fire. And I'll be like, hey, Dad, Bible. All right. Like, what, what kind of dad would I... No, I'm not reading the Bible to you tonight. Like, what kind of dad... What, what kind of dad would I be? He, he has a hunger for that. We as parents need to lead. Children, you need to obey and you need to honor. You've been listening to a sermon audio resource from the ministries at First Baptist Church in Cedarvale, Kansas. We pray that this encourages you and challenges you on your walk this week with Christ. To find out more about what's going on at First Baptist Church in Cedarvale, you can go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Cedarvale First Baptist. Thank you and God bless.